It's 2022. Do you know where your consumer is? The Channel Mastery Podcast is created for executives who are obsessed with knowing everything about their target consumers, because that's what unlocks the future success and impact of our brands and businesses today. Every week on this podcast, we dig deep to bring you what's working and what's not when it comes to winning the attention of and building loyalty with your target consumer. We've got a lot to share, so let's get to it. And thanks so much to Verde Brand Communications for being the presenting sponsor of the Channel Mastery Podcast. Let's do this. Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new season of the Channel Mastery Podcast. That's right. We're back. It is January of 2022. And this year, we're celebrating our fifth year providing Channel Mastery to you, leaders of the outdoor recreation industries. Welcome to our brand new season. We're really, really happy to be back. And a new season is called for, isn't it? I mean, the entire global economy has changed precipitously in the past two years, let alone the last six months. And our consumer continues to evolve with lightning speed, quite erratically, I might add. So this podcast is here to offer you the unlocks needed to grow your business through this challenging but incredibly opportune time. And we do not get to this new place by doing the same things we did that got us to the point we are now, right? The new season of Channel Mastery is laser-focused on helping you understand your consumer and get ahead of their preferences. That and that alone is the pathway to scale and create impact through and beyond this pandemic. COVID and its wake of disruption brought leaders of outdoor recreation companies to consistencies, more customers, and the acceleration of trends. And over the past two years, our customers became reliant upon the natural world, which is a very good thing and something we want to keep going. So going forward, we have to know that the pace of acceleration regarding our new and existing consumers and customers is only going to get faster. In fact, there are four things the 2022 consumer expects from our businesses today in outdoor recreation. This is what they're trained to expect from much, much larger companies in tech, marketplaces, big retail, et cetera. And those four things are speed, ease or convenience, choice, and responsibility. Those are the things that they expect from our brands. And these are the themes that will direct our episodes going forward in 2022. As usual, we will work to bring all that we can in the most relevant way possible to outdoor recreation, all of the trends, all of the insights, all of the future view to enable you to anticipate and gain that competitive edge. So, with that, thank you so much for coming back with us. We're really happy to be here with you. And let's start in on episode 177. I wanted to tee this one up or frame it up a little bit before we get into it. So I'm going to ask you to go back with me to January of 2020. I know, I don't want to go back there either, believe me. But it is at that time in that month, the McNeil Pride Group or MPG which is a conglomerate of companies in sporting goods and golf primarily at that time, was just starting to activate a new brand in its portfolio, the Outdoor Recreation Company of America, or ORCA, known for its innovative drinkware, coolers, and other outdoor accessories. So in just a matter of weeks, a big jump in sales occurred for ORCA's outdoor products, and MPG's leadership saw an opportunity and started a pivot at the start of what was the brunt of the pandemic. I mean, consider where you were in your own business at that time. That is no easy feat. They wanted to develop a company that existed to serve this broader outdoor rec consumer that they saw showing up and asking for these Orca products. 
More acquisitions followed through 2020 and the first half of 2021. One was a longtime Verde client, GCI Outdoor, led by Dan Grace and Jeff Polkey. GCI Outdoors built a rapidly loyal fan base for its incredibly well-designed camp chairs, tables, gear, and accessories. Soon, climate was added along with Rightline gear. As these new brands were brought online under MPG, a new CEO joined the ranks as well to bring a new vision to life, and that's Keith Bornholz. He's my guest today on Channel Mastery. Keith started about seven months ago in change, and in that time, he led his team to create a new mission and vision for an outdoor company that would serve the broader outdoor consumer. And Gather Outdoors was born. One of the most compelling aspects of this story is the fact that Keith doesn't view Gather Outdoors as a conglomerate of brands. I mean, what even is that anymore? For a new era, there's a new way to make impact with a grouping of brands that share a common consumer. And Keith refers to this as a platform, which is interesting. This platform resources the entire ecosystem of stakeholders to serve that much broader and less core outdoor consumer. So Gather's story is bold in a lot of ways, and Keith brings great perspective as he was most recently in the pet market. So I'm excited to have you hear his story and the journey to Gather Outdoors, which was just announced on Tuesday, the 11th of January, 2022. So here is Keith Bernholtz with Gather Outdoors. Let's do this. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Channel Mastery Podcast. I'm very excited to introduce Keith Bornholtz to you today, who is the CEO of Gather Outdoors, formerly known as the McNeil Pride Group. Welcome to the show. It's great to have you, Keith. Thanks, Kristen. Great to be here. Look forward to it. Well, I have to start by saying I love the new name. It's G-A-T-H-R, Gather Outdoors. And here we are at January 2022. We're coming up on two years of our friend, the pandemic. <laughs> you joined your uh, company about six or seven months ago, and I think that was a pretty challenging time to take over a grouping of brands and create a new direction. Can you talk a little bit about what inspires you to take on that role during such a challenging time in terms of business headwinds? Yeah, sure. Well, you know, part of it is I spent a good part of my career in what I think are kind of passion-based CPG type industries. And uh, certainly the outdoor industry is passion-based. The second thing is uh, I'm a bit of a, a change agent or a change junkie. I'm really comfortable with things that are challenging or messy. And this was an opportunity to come into something that was really evolving at a minimum and be part of that. And, you know, while I've only been here, as you said, six, seven months, we've actually done a quite, quite a bit and, and in that time acquired three businesses. So you're right. It's been a busy time and it's been a strange time with the pandemic. But, you know, in terms of the type of leader I am and the type of environments I like, that type of business is kind of a good fit for me and how I like to work. Well, you're the perfect person for the role during a time like this. And one of the things I think that would be most inspiring to hear you talk about is the, the way that you describe Gather Outdoors to be a platform for outdoor recreation brands that you own. So I would love for you to talk about that because I do feel like it, it really signifies a change in a corporate conglomerate. That might be how we referred to a grouping of brands yesterday, but today I think platform is a lot more appropriate and there's a lot of, I think, leverage and power behind that that's very different in terms of merger acquisition blueprints we've seen in the past, right? So talking about the one plus one equaling 10 instead of two, <laughs> can you speak to your vision around like how, how you see Gathered Outdoors as a platform instead of like a conglomeration of uh, brands? 
Sure. Yeah, there's kind of a lot there actually to unpack. You know, you mentioned this kind of notion of a conglomerate and, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be in a lot of different CPG businesses and there is this sort of acquire and control and combine approach that I think is, is a bit of a legacy approach uh, in a lot of industries and, and certainly really common in consumer products. And one of the dangers of that, in my view, is you just rip the heart out of the brands. And I think, at least for this business, it's just essential that that entrepreneurial passion and spirit of each and every one of the brands continues to survive and thrive. And to me, a platform signifies bringing those companies together in a supportive way where they can all thrive and be healthy and share best practices and build upon each other's successes. And that one company can benefit the next. And so to me, this notion of a platform uh, or a family of brands is just a better fit for, I think, who the brands are independently, but even more so who we are together as Gather Outdoors. And I think for such a time as now, right? I mean, in being in the outdoor space, and as you said, in, in passion-based industries, we love our legacy participants, but we're always wanting more people to come in to make the pie bigger, right? And, and with COVID, bicycling, outdoor, endurance sports, RV, all of those, I guess the team sports side took a little bit of a a bench for a little bit of time. But point being is we got this huge influx of new participants. And the thing I love most about Gather Outdoors is just the inclusivity behind the name. And I would love to hear you talk about, you know, kind of the direction and pulling together these brands so that you're creating an opportunity for some of these newcomers to stay. Yeah. You know, it's funny as we think about each of the brands individually, but collectively as well, there's so many people that are participating in the outdoors industry. And, you know, very few of us are pack rafting down, uh, you know, a river uh, someplace or planning a 10 or 12 day hike with a 50 pound pack. And while we have products and brands that support the pro and the enthusiast, the truth is most of us are not that. And I think what we stand for as Gather Outdoors is a couple of things. One, we believe that the outdoors is best when it's shared. I mean, that's where you create memories, whether it's with your family or friends or loved ones, versus in this sort of battle against your personal fortitude. And I think that that's really important. And when you think about it from that perspective, it's important to be inclusive and to recognize an outdoor activity, big or small, is what it is to that individual. And if we can bring people into outdoor activities, whether it's the first time they go hiking or uh, maybe the first or second time they experience camping with their family, we think that is a, a fantastic thing to be able to accomplish as a company. We think our brands do a great job of doing that. And we think it supports what is so great about the outdoors. So I love that. that. Represents that, right? Bringing people together outside having great experiences that are comfortable, memorable, and quite honestly, makes them want to come back. So, I love that. It does. And I have a question. I think I did a little sleuthing on you uh, before this, and you came from the pet industry most recently, which is most certainly passion-driven, and I think is also 
kind of the great equalizer. You know, anybody, any age, any interest can have a dog and belong to that club, yet it still has this exclusive feel and specialty feel to it. So I'm almost wondering if like you came in with a little bit of, um, I guess, seasoning in terms of like what your vision is for Gather Outdoors. So I don't know if you have anything you want to comment on that, just with the the chops that you got in the pet industry most recently. <laughs> well, you hit on something I think is is really important and kind of the more time I've spent in the industry is ringing true. And that's this idea of passion. And it's at the consumer level. It's with our retail partners. Um, people absolutely love their pets and they're highly committed to them. They're part of their family. It's something that they identify with as individuals. And I think, you know, the participation in outdoor activities and the passion that comes with that is consistent or carries over. And, you know, those are industries I like to be a part of. I think they're exciting. I think that you can uh, get into them. I think they're emotional. And so from that standpoint, there are definite similarities in the pet industry and the outdoors industry. And for me, that's really exciting. I mean, there's a lot of boring businesses that you can spend your time and your life understanding and trying to, uh, uh, to change or improve. But when you have the benefit of the participants being passionate, it's a lot more fun. The Channel Mastery Podcast is sponsored by the Sea Otter Classic Summit, presented by Lifetime Incorporated. It's a brand new executive gathering taking place right before the 2022 Sea Otter Classic Cycling Festival, the world's largest consumer cycling event. Sea Otter marks the kickoff of the camping and bike season and brings together tens of thousands of outdoor and cycling enthusiasts. I mean, what better lab environment do we need to study our consumer circa 2022? And that's why we're hosting our Executive Leadership Summit just before the Sea Otter Classic on the historic and beautiful Cannery Row in Monterey, California. And you know, a new Leadership Summit is much needed today for the outdoor recreation industries. We need to grow our networks. We need to get to know the trends that will greatly impact how we operate and serve our consumers going through and beyond the pandemic. And we need to study this consumer that we all share together. Change can be exhausting and growth like we've seen it in outdoor recreation can be expensive in more ways than one. If you're wondering how to harness this opportunity and scale your business through the headwinds of consumer evolution, join us in Monterey, April 5th through 7th at the Sea Otter Classic Summit. Please visit seaotterclassicsummit.com for more information and to register. Space is limited. I agree. Let's let's join hands and thank the universe that we're not selling vacuum cleaners. I mean, Dyson's done a pretty good job making that spicy lately, but let's be honest. I mean, what you've just identified with pet and the inclusivity of that, that's truly the runway for outdoor. And I think we've had trouble getting out of our own way leading into the pandemic, frankly, where we were a little bit exclusive and a little bit, we weren't exactly the most welcoming. And and I love the way that you describe it, like the aspirational images of everything we put out there. Not only did it represent maybe a certain way that you're supposed to look or a, you know, a certain race you're supposed to be, I'm just going to go out there. But like, that's really the brand Bible that we've stuck to, if you will, in the outdoor active lifestyle markets. So the more that we can see what you're doing with Gather and how it can reach from like people tailgating to people enjoying their kids' soccer games to understanding like, wow, I'm in a pandemic and I've become closer with my friends and family in this bubble because I've been able to recreate with them outdoors. That I think has ignited a passion that maybe our industry prior to COVID wasn't paying attention to, but it's here now. And I feel like the platform that you're building is going to really enable that to make a positive impact happen really quickly. 
And I guess I'm curious to know, as you mentioned your wholesale partners, how are you envisioning bringing them into the opportunity that Gather Outdoors is presenting? Yeah, well, you know, there's sort of a pragmatic reality to that with what we've been doing, which is growing, right? We've been acquiring companies, great brands that have what I think is overlapping outdoor occasions, right? Very oftentimes you could be a fan, a participant, a consumer of our brand, one brand, but the other brands would would fit in those same types of outdoor activities. And so very simply, we're sort of building scale. And I think with retail partners, when you have the ability to solve problems or bring innovation in a multitude of categories versus one, I think you become an easier partner to work with. I think you become a partner that can solve problems across categories versus within categories. And I hope that that allows us to have a higher level strategic conversation with retailers that are looking to figure out how do I continue to compete in this dynamic and ever-changing environment? And so the connectivity between the businesses that we're in and the categories that we participate in is helpful. The scale naturally helps. But I also think that our brands do have approachability for both new consumers and what I'll call highly committed enthusiasts. And so you don't give anything up, I guess I would say, in in working with us as a partner. Absolutely. And I don't know if, as we're looking at kind of the view of stakeholders and, you know, kind of the broader assortment that you're bringing to your wholesale partners and other tertiary stakeholders, are they asking you about the future? Because there's been so much change in terms of like three brands since you've started seven months ago, let's say, and a rebrand. I mean, are they looking at 2022 and having the conversation of like, what more can we expect? Or I guess that's also something I'm I'm curious about for the Channel Mastery audience. Like, where do you see a platform like Gather going this year? Yeah. Um, you know, when I think about opportunity, it's not a great answer. In fact, it's a pretty bad one, but I see it everywhere. But at some level, I think that's accurate. We have businesses within the platform that you can make the argument are growing well ahead of expectation. And, you know, one approach could be to sort of leave those businesses alone. But as a leadership team, when we get together and evaluate, we look through the lens of potential. And some of our largest or healthiest businesses, in my view, still have massive addressable market opportunities. They have enhancements in branding. They have expansion within categories. There's certainly points of distributions, points of distribution that would be additive. I think that opportunity exists within each of our brands, but also across the platform. And um, I feel that's really powerful and super exciting. That is. And I don't think it's a bad answer. I mean, coming out of the pandemic in the outdoor active lifestyle market and the outdoor recreation industries, we do have a bigger opportunity than ever. And I think that a lot of operators such as yourself have done an exceptional job kind of hunkering down and and doing what needs to happen to kind of keep things flowing. But I think there are few who have gone out and, and really expanded on the level that you and the Gather team have during a difficult time. And as they say, you know, don't waste a perfectly good crisis, in our case, a pandemic. And so I'm not looking at it opportunistically. So please, I don't want to offend anybody by that, because obviously there's so many like sensitivities around this. But at the same time, I think it's important to note that we are actually, I think, responsible in our leadership roles right now to create a better experience for people that we've never served before. And I think that's one of the biggest things that you're going to accomplish with the platform that you're building. And I know there are probably a lot of leaders listening to this today wondering like, 
I'll have what he's having. Like, how did you do that? I know you have a specific modeling your leadership style that I'd love for you to share. And I think that it's really compelling in terms of the three H's, just to give you an idea when we were rehearsing, you mentioned. And I think that like anything you can talk about to other executives listening today on how to expand during a time when the globe is curtailing or maybe feeling a little bit like, (laughs) let's make ourselves smaller and safer. And you guys went out and kind of created a bigger, a bigger entity, frankly. So from a leadership standpoint, do you have anything you can share with other executives who might be wanting to do the same thing in 2022? First, I, I want to t- kind of touch on this idea of opportunity in our expansion, because I think with opportunity comes responsibility, right? And mm-hmm. while we see the awful impacts of the pandemic and, and a lot of us in the outdoor industry are benefiting, right? Our businesses are growing as people spend more time outside. We owe it to those new consumers coming into our markets and engaging our brands and buying our products that they have a great experience so that we're preserving that long-term success and that they're enjoying the benefits of spending time outside, which is healthy and it's awesome and creates memories. And so not only do I see it as an opportunity, but there's a responsibility there. Like we got to do it right, I think. And I think that sort of leads to why uh, we want to be inclusive about that. The second part of your question around you know, what we're doing and, and why it might be a little contrarian and how I think about it, you know, I'm, I'm not somebody that gives a lot of advice, but I do like to try to be pretty self-aware and understand how I operate as a leader. So I don't know how valuable this would be to anybody, but um, for me, I think there's a benefit in, in structured thinking. And you mentioned that I use models at times, and, and I do. I read a lot. Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And I gather you know, ideas and models and processes from different approaches. And I try to think through whether they make sense and can be reapplied. And you, know, you mentioned sort of this 3H concept. It's certainly not mine. But as we were looking at this significant pivot, this transformation, that was taking place, I wanted to think through how do I do this in a way that is reasonable, that's fair, and that's considerate? Because while I have a high tolerance for change, and in fact, I enjoy it, I also recognize that change can be scary for most people. And I had to think through that because you know the audiences across these different companies, whether they've been part of the platform for some time or are new, have a very different perception of that than I might. And a very different approach. And so the simple 3H model is really about honoring the past so that you're thinking through and recognizing what the people that are part of the team have been through or might be thinking. And it's about being honest about the present and transparent with the organization as to what's going on and what's changed and where we're at. And then finally, being hopeful about the future and sharing your aspirations, both as a leader and what you believe about the business. and. You know, again, it's a model that I used. I'm not advocating it, but as I uh, learned that many years ago and thought about what I'd be asking our organization and the new members of the family to do as they joined us, it just made sense to me to keep that in mind as a process. And, and uh, we tried to do that as a leadership team as we thought through you know, where we were at and where we were going and how we were going to get there. That's incredible. Thank you so much. And I know you might think like, I don't want to give advice, but that actually was very, very helpful. And I think that there are a lot of executives that are being tasked 
to mindfully grow or perhaps exponentially grow this year. <laughs> and, and when you look at it through that model, honor the past, be honest about the present and hope for the future, I think that it's a very considerate, empathetic way to approach a business goal. And I think there's a lot of respect in that. And I think it really fits well in the passion-driven industries that are really driven by relationships and emotions <laughs> in terms of like what we love to do and why we're in these markets. So I think that's actually a perfect way for us to wrap up. Unless there's anything I forgot about uh, the Gather Outdoors announcement, obviously all of the links to anything you'd want to know about that will be in the show notes, but I would love to make sure that I, I covered everything on that because this is truly a big deal. Wow. Oh. Well, gosh, it, you know, I, I'm obviously biased. I could talk about it for uh, for hours, probably. You know, I guess I would leave you with a, a couple quick things. We didn't just rename the company. I think that would be unfair and at some level insulting. We started with a purpose, and we really need to think through um, what each of our collective businesses mean. And then we work through our values, and we're really critical and self-reflective about what the values are for the company. Then we moved on to strategic choices and then looked at structure and how we can build an organization to deliver against what it is we're setting out to accomplish. Out of that came a roadmap and a path that we're committed to. And that felt so different and such a demarcation of change and so significant that we felt it was important to rebrand the company, that the identity was changing so much. So I, I would, would never want you or the audience or whoever's listening to think that as a new leader, particularly in such a short time, I came on board and simply just changed the name of the company. It was an outpouring or a result of what I think is some really important fundamental work with a team of people and an outstanding facilitator to dig deep around what our purpose is, what our values are, and our strategies. And uh, I guess I'd encourage folks as our, our website goes live to, to engage us in those conversations because the name's important and we're proud of it and we love it. But what we are as an organization, how we're going to create value for end consumers and customers, that's in our purpose, our values and our strategy. And we'd love to have conversations about that. So I guess that's how I'd end it. Awesome. Tell us where we can learn more. What's the new website? It's going to be in the show notes, but I'd also like you to say it here. Yeah, it's Gather Outdoors, um, as, as you mentioned, and it's G-A-T-H-R, drop the E. And um, that's probably the easiest place to get some initial information. And uh, obviously, you can, can reach out to me and try to find me or our leadership team on LinkedIn. That's probably the, the second easiest way to go about it. Yep. And I'll put links in there as well. And thank you so much. We're so excited to be part of this process and really um, looking forward to 2022 and the positive impact you and the Gather Outdoors team is going to make. Ah, thanks, Kristen. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks so much for, uh, for the conversation today. I enjoyed it. All right. Thank you so much. Take care. If you liked this episode of the Channel Mastery Podcast, Please help more business leaders find this resource by going to iTunes and leaving us a positive review and also sharing it with a friend or colleague. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to Verde Brand Communications for being our presenting sponsor. Check us out at verdepr.com.